Good morning. Today's homily in six words, trade your FOMO for some JOMO. Trade your FOMO for some JOMO. Okay, first thing to say, I'm not speaking French. These are acronyms, F-O-M-O and J-O-M-O. They're acronyms of the digital age, and more specifically, of the millennial era of the digital age. So before we go anywhere else, let me provide some context. Among other things, sociologists study populations. And one of their areas of study includes looking at the culture and behavior of generations within populations. A generation refers to all the people born and living at about the same time who experience the same significant <laughs> events within that given period of time. Generations in this sense of birth cohorts are known as social generations. Members of a social generation are shaped by the eras they encounter as children and young adults, which leads them to share certain common beliefs and behaviors. In the United States, the population born in the 20th century has been categorized into six different generations. 1901 to 1927, the greatest generation, since they were the ones who lived through both the Great Depression and World War II. They were followed by a smaller cohort, born 1928 to 1945, that has been tagged the silent generation. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> but that may explain why we don't hear much about them. Next, the baby boomers of OK Boomer fame, 1946 to 1964, followed by Generation X, also known as Gen Xers, which doesn't tell you much either, 1965 to 1984, and after that, Generation Y, also known as Millennials, the group who reached adulthood around the year 2000. That's it for the 20th century, but we also now identify Generation Z, the post-millennial generation, who are also called Centennials, since they came into the world at the turn of the century. The oldest were born in 1995, and the youngest in 2010. And it's a little too soon to say what label they're going to get. FOMO is an acronym 
that is especially associated with the millennial generation. So I'm going to try an experiment here and ask everyone sitting in church this morning who was born in 1982 or later to please stand up. Behold the Millennials of Christ in St. Luke's. <laughs> okay, here's your task. I would like all of you who are standing up to, in unison, tell all the rest of us the meaning of the acronym FOMO. And I'll direct you. You ready? F-O-M-O. It represents four words, and they are Fear of Missing Out. <laughs> I didn't even, I couldn't try this at 8 o'clock this morning. Because <laughs> there was only one millennium there. <laughs> Fear of Missing Out. According to one of my sources, the first known use of this word was in 2004 in an article in the Harvard Business Review. FOMO is an internet-associated phenomenon, so here are a couple of definitions of it that I took off the internet. FOMO is the feeling of apprehension that one is either not in the know or missing out on information, events, experiences, or life decisions that could make one's life better. FOMO is also associated with a fear of regret, which may lead to concerns that one might miss an opportunity for social interaction, a novel experience, a memorable event, or a profitable investment. It's characterized by a desire to stay continually connected with what other people are doing and can be described as the fear that deciding not to participate is always the wrong choice. FOMO can result from not knowing about a conversation, missing a TV show, not attending a party, or hearing that somebody else discovered the new IT restaurant. <laughs> FOMO has increased in recent years due to advancements in technology, chief among them the proliferation of smartphones and the explosion of social networking on the internet. Basic issue relative to FOMO, the internet offers anyone and everyone a view into an endless stream of activities in which that person is not involved. Social media connects individuals and then showcases the lives of others, usually at their peak, because most people post about positive life experiences rather than the negative ones, 
which tends to give people who aren't having a wonderful time a gnawing sense that they are missing out. You see other people doing something and begin to think, well, it must be important because everybody's doing it. You might not even understand the meaning behind it or even agree with it, but you're still going to participate because, hey, I don't want to be left out. So people develop habits around compulsive refreshing of social media sites and notifications and the need to stay constantly engaged online and constantly up to date. And given the often filtered nature of social media, this fosters negative self-comparison with the often distorted reality that exists online. This fear of missing out related to social media creates anxiety, loneliness, feelings of inadequacy compared to others, and this is an especially problematic issue when it comes to the online activity of children and teenagers. But that's another discussion. By the way, this is not actually a brand new phenomenon. There was a milder form of this disorder before the internet, back in the old days, when it was known as keeping up with the Joneses. Some of us remember that. The research says that due to the prominence of social media for their generation, millennials are the ones who are most affected by the fear of missing out. But FOMO touches people all across the age spectrum because with a cell phone, which just about everybody in the country has one, if you have a cell phone, you can carry FOMO in your pocket wherever you go. Well, FOMO, if not the ailment, is certainly an ailment of our cultural moment. And it's certainly one of the hallmarks of the digital age. So what, what can we do about FOMO? What's the antidote? Well, how about turning FOMO on its head by considering its opposite? The name for that is JOMO, which stands for the joy of missing out. <laughs> Definition of JOMO, a sensation of pleasure caused by social deficiency. That's Latin for sitting by yourself in a quiet spot with no technology in sight or hearing distance. <sighs> Distancing yourself from the relentless wave of online <coughs> social interactions. <sighs> Turning your attention to the here and now, focusing on your five senses, on what you are doing, and not what everybody else is doing. Stepping away from reading about everybody else's milestones and spending time 
thinking about your own goals. At its core, JOMO means living life in the slow lane and deriving pleasure from social exclusion. It's kind of a helpful retrofit of social distancing. By intentionally stepping back and unshackling ourselves from what we should be doing, fear is traded for joy. And one of our most precious resources is reclaimed, and that is time. JOMO allows us to be intentional with our time, which is primarily a matter of learning how to say no. Now, why am I bringing this up in a homily? The quick answer is that while FOMO may have been invented at Harvard Business School in 2004, JOMO was invented almost 1,700 years ago by the Christian Church when it had another four-letter name that's not an acronym, L-E-N-T, <laughs> Lent. Okay, I'm kidding. Lent is a later word. The original name was Tesserakoste, the Greek word for 40. The English called it Lenkten because it happened in spring, the time of year when daylight increased in length every day. Lengthen. See what I'm saying? In 325 of the Common Era, what we used to call AD, the Council of Nicaea established a season of fasting and focus, specifically for the catechumens who were in the process of preparation for baptism and Easter. Forty days and 40 nights to practice moderation, self-denial, and spiritual discipline. In other words, 40 days of intentional missing out of some things to make room for other things. Which brings us to today's readings. Jesus, at the beginning of his public ministry, goes out into the desert to fast and pray, shutting down his social media, turning off his cell phone, leaving behind his landline, if anyone remembers what that is, walking away from every bit of external stimulation so he could look within because he was looking for clarity about his vocation. What did it mean to be the Messiah of God? By then, he was pretty clear that it was going to involve suffering and failure in the eyes of the world. And this is where the devil comes in 
and tries to throw him off. The devil could see clearly that Jesus had no fear of missing out on anything. So FOMO is nowhere to be found in this story. Instead, clever devil that he is, he reaches into his back pocket and pulls out FOMO's first cousin. That would be FOBO, fear of better options. This is a situation where we resist making a decision because of the lurking feeling that there might be a better option out there somewhere. So we see the devil take Jesus around and present him with three options, all of which are prefaced by some version of the appealing thought, hey, you're the Messiah. You don't need to suffer. And you sure don't need to fail. Come on. The problematic outcome of FOBO is that it keeps us from making decisions because of that nagging sense of, if I do make a decision, I just know something better is going to pop up the next second. So FOBO, if it prevails, results in, and I promise you this, is, this will be your last acronym for today, FOBO, if it prevails, leads to FODA, fear of doing anything. Well, Jesus didn't buy it. And the rest is history, sacred history. By the way, you may have noticed in today's first reading, Adam and Eve had no problem with FOBO. They went right for the first option out of the box. <laughs> and that was, the, that was it for the Garden of Eden. But that's another sermon. Back to Lent. Lent is a season of intentional missing out. A time when we are not just encouraged, but we are mandated to practice missing out. Which makes it the perfect excuse, right? I can't do it, Lent, Lent. <laughs> Maybe we could get Diana Ross uh, to do a Lenten riff on I'm coming out, you know. I'm missing out, and that's the way I like it, uh-huh, uh-huh, that's another song. <laughs> I, I'm not advocating anything other than simple acts of disengagement with the FOMO culture, with no objective other than to experience the joy. First thing to do, find opportunities to turn off your phone. Don't worry, the twitching stops after a few minutes. <laughs> and then, pray. Write in a journal. Read a book or an article on a subject unrelated to work. Take a walk with your earbuds out. 
Sit down and spend some time in person with a friend. Try out some form of meditation. Skip a meal and spend the time you gained just sitting quietly. Listen to a favorite piece of music a couple of times in a row. Lent is your new happiness hack, brought to you by the Council of Nicaea. <laughs> to paraphrase a recent quotable quote from a prominent national political figure, Lent is the place where FOMO comes to die. <laughs> Well, there it is. Have a wonderful Lent, everybody. And you will, if you can just figure out how to trade your FOMO for some JOMO. <laughs>